This show is sponsored in part by Sebastian Productions, where we specialize in modeling, runway coaching, personal styling, event production, and consulting. For more information, visit www.sebastianmodeling.com. Hey, hey, hey. It is Monday night, November 23rd. This month is almost over with. The year is almost over with. Well, I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in to My Sister, Why Do You Hate Me So Much? I am your host, the rose that grew from the concrete, Shabella. And I have with me tonight, Miss Willette Hurst, who is an <laughs> author and an international speaker. Um, international motivational speaker. Uh, she is the author of three books. Uh, the titles of those books are um, How to Stay on the Journey Regardless of the Rage, Do It Now, Tomorrow is Not Promised, and Don't Tell Your Vision for Another Man's Baby. Now, that's the book that's really standing out to me. <laughs> don't tell your vision for another, don't tell your vision for another man's baby. But we're going to get back to that. Uh, how are you doing tonight, Willette? I'm fantabulous in yourself. I'm good. I'm good. I am so glad to have you on the show tonight. I really am. I We kind of, well, I guess we not really running late, but uh, you know how you just have one of those days where everything could go wrong, try to go wrong. And mm -hmm. th that's just one of those days today. And uh, also, I wasn't, you know, I'm not really feeling too well, but the devil is alive. I'm going to push through this show on tonight. And uh interview my friend, longtime friend. We've met on social media media years ago. And it's just amazing the accomplishment between the both of us since we first met. Uh, I was telling my husband, uh, I, either it was last night or this morning, I was like, I met her through a group when I first started doing plus size modeling called the BBW Click. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I remember you telling me about that before. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm telling you again. <laughs> but yeah, um, why don't you go ahead and tell them a little bit about yourself? We'll let like a little bit of your background and, uh, you know, just where you from and just a little bit about yourself, personal, but not too much. Yeah. Okay. You know, um, and, and when you said that the devil was busy with you today, that means that we want to re really reach a lot of people today. That means okay, that what you and I, our testimonies together is just powerful. Right. So, I uh, definitely agree I, on that. Huh? I definitely agree with you on that. Yeah. So I'm just excited about what's going on. I was born in Santa Monica, California. I was raised in West Hollywood, California. And so I've been on a journey of self um, figuring out who I am. You know, I was a broken woman. Um, I ended up getting was disabled from 2012 and I lost everything. I was evicted. Um, I didn't even have the S in self-esteem. You know, I was in, yeah, yeah, I didn't have, um, I was in a domestic violence marriage for 20 years. I have been molested. I have been beat down. You name it. I, I have been through it. Wow. But yeah. You already yeah. know, you know, I know, <laughs> I know, I know some of your testimony and you know, some of mine. So tonight we should, we, we're going to have a really good time, a high time. Okay. So, um, I guess where we can start is like, um, um, about the time frame when you wrote your first book. Uh, which one of these was your first book? How to Stay I, on the Journey? Okay, yeah. well, tell us a little bit about How to Stay on the Journey, regardless of the rage. How to Stay on the Journey, like all the stuff that I had told you that I had been through, 
because all that stuff had happened for me. It didn't happen to me. It happened for me because mm-hmm. God uses everything that we've been through. You know, our screaming, our crying, um, the rejection, everything is used for his purpose. So right. the, the first book is because remember I said I didn't have the essence self-esteem. I had to, um, I would always, somebody would ask me something. Can you do this for me? Can you do that for me? Can you do that? Because I didn't know my worth. Of course, I rolled out the red carpet so they can use me. You know, people right. can see what's in you when you can't see what's in you. That's true. And so That's I allow true. people all the time to use me. Even in church and ministry, I allow people to pimp my anointing. And so it, 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 that, but that first book was God telling me that the, uh, each one of us have a baby that we got to bring out to the world. And it was God right. telling me to stop fostering other people's kids and give birth to my baby. So right. my, baby, my baby was a little premature baby that you see right there, how to stay on the journey regardless of the rage. That mm-hmm. was me not, not fostering everybody else's kids. That was me doing the work to give birth to what I was supposed to give out to the world. Right. Okay. That's powerful. And so the next book that came along was do it now. Tomorrow is not promised, which is something that, uh, it took, I I had to really learn on that. Huh? Actually, that's the last one. Okay. Well don't tell your vision for another man's baby. So let's get into it. Cause I want to know what that one is about. I kept reading the title over and over. Look, you know, that's your flavor, right? It's, it's don't kill your vision for another man's baby. And everybody think it's a physical baby, but it's not a physical baby. It's each person has, when we're birthed, we, God gives us, a, we're, he created us for a reason. Mm-hmm. And the reason is he impregnated you for a reason. When he impregnates you with a dream, vision, or idea, it's your job to give birth to that dream, vision, or idea. But right. we busy because of all the stuff that we happen in life. We, we get sheltered or we get poured like dirt poured on us. So we don't even do what he wants us to do because we're fearful. We're worried about what other people say. Mom, pop, you know, sister, brother, everybody, what they're going to say about whatever God has downloaded to us. Right. Now, your vision about another man's baby was stop fostering everybody else's kids. Stop fostering when you work at other people's jobs. Stop fostering when somebody say, hey, come over here and work for me because you're not doing what he told you to do. So this time when it said don't kill your vision for another man's baby, I actually got on that burping table and didn't jump off this time and push that baby out. All right now. Don't start. Don't start. Right there. Don't start. Don't start. Okay. And I mean, that is for real. Don't kill your vision for another man's baby. I know that there has been plenty of times when, and not just me, just other women that can vouch on how we tend to put ourselves on the back burner for uh, the men in our lives. Uh, I felt like I did that for like three relationships. And then um, definitely this last one, I was like, all that time and energy and money that I put into those men in those relationships, I'm gonna reflect that back on me. And that was the best thing I could have done for myself. So that book, I mean, if you know the women that are out there listening tonight, that would be a really, really good book because you need to learn to uh, be a little selfish with yourself sometimes. Because we get lost in these relationships. We really do. As and women, that- we get lost in 
And that's exactly what happened. I got lost in taking care of my ex-husband, taking care of my kids, taking care of everybody else. Then you when when all those people gone and they get a life, then what you got left? Then you 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 anorexic because you engage right, out everything. Right. You don't have nothing left. And like you said, as women, we're nurturers. So that's mm-hmm. how we're supposed to do. But you can't you can't keep pouring out and nobody pouring into you because then you become overdrawn. Right. Right. But You're right. Like when I heard you got married, when I heard you got married and I watched your journey from the model and all that stuff and see you walking your true, authentic self. And yes. I know partially of your testimony, baby, I will celebrate you. All right. Now, I will I too. celebrating you because I watched <laughs> you grow into that woman. That God yes, you did. I watched you, watch you listen. I was so proud of you when you said, "Me and my husband pray every morning." Yes, I watched that grow up. And most women, another problem that we have, we don't celebrate each other. We'll put we put our foot on each other's neck, and we worried about everybody else. But I celebrate each person because yes. for you is for you. What's for me is for me. It's, exactly, for me, say that. You can't take it from me if it's for me. Right. And you can't. You can't. Because yeah. what's meant to be for me is for me. And what's meant to be for you is for you. And you can't take something that, like, if God gives me a vision or God gives you a vision and the next person try to come along and steal that vision, that creative thought or thinking, and they won't be as successful as at it as you are because when he gives you that vision, he also gives you the creativity and the uh, the he, the resources and everything to execute it the right way. And the so perfect. some people think that they can jump. Yes, provision. So mm-hmm. some people think that they can jump right into things. But what what I do might not be for you to, for you to do, and what but, you do might not be for the next woman to do. But this is where I'm really gonna mess you up on this. All the stuff that you went through, it prepared you for that. That yeah. gave you your flavor. Had you not been mm-hmm. through that stuff you've been through, you wouldn't be that saucy chick that you that's on the other line oh, right okay. now. Okay. <laughs> that one. You, wouldn't, you, you wouldn't have all that flavor. Nah. Because he went through and he brought you through. You know why he brought you through that all of that? Because he knew you, he could trust you with that. Yes. He knew that oh, it's like when you play football, when you down to the last wire, when you get ready, you need somebody to get that score done, right? They ain't going to give it right. to the person that's going to fumble the ball. They're going to give it to the person that's going to get that touchdown. Mm-hmm. God knew that you can, you were able to do what he needed you to do because your baby that he impregnated you with, it had to, it, just like you said, somebody will try to copycat it, whatever. But that baby has to, the reason why you have to give birth to that child, because it has to have your DNA. It has to have your fingerprints. It has to look like you because of all the stuff that he brought you through. Right. I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. All right now. So I saw a couple of uh, comments come up where they want to know uh, where can they purchase the the book Don't Kill Your Vision for Another Man's Baby. They can actually purchase it on Amazon. Okay. Okay. On Amazon, Don't Kill Your Vision for Another Man's Ooh, girl. <laughs> and you I know that- talk a lot of that, but this ain't about me tonight. <laughs> this ain't about me on tonight. But uh yes. You know okay, the, so yeah, go ahead. You know the cold part about it is, is that 
you know how most people get the books and they want to give you inspiration this and you know water down this and that just like how i say you have your own flavor god gave me my own flavor where i don't he i don't have any chasing so i don't have you know about drinks and stuff I don't have the the chaser before. <laughs> you know, you know, like how were you? I get what you say it though. Long, Long Island iced tea. You know they creep up on you. Yes. You know how they creep up on you. Be like, dang, how this got knocked out like that, right? Yeah. That's the same way that book is, but you don't have the soft part. You have the part that's just like in your face, like, like it tells you about forgiveness. It tells mm -hmm. you about dealing with the person in the mirror. It tells you like why we get stuck and where we need to go when we're supposed right. to go somewhere else. Because if you don't forgive somebody, you stay stuck in whenever that time. Stuck. You do. You do. That's the truth. Okay. Well, we're going to uh, cut off right there and take a break real quick. And you guys tune in. This is getting, this is just the beginning of it. It's just the, the, the appetizer. We about to get into the full course meal. So come back. We're about to go to a uh, commercial break and we'll see you when we get back. Are you tired of bad hair days, dry, damaged hair, and lackluster curls? We know the struggle is real. Herbs Nectar Hair Care is here to bring life back to your hair and take you from struggle to shine. Offering organic, cruelty-free hair care options, we focus on giving you salon quality with multi-use products to save time, money, and shelf space. Visit our website today at www.earthsnectar.com for thicker, stronger, healthier hair. And don't forget to mention Radio at checkout. Okay, okay, okay. So we are back. Thank you for tuning in. And if you guys are just now joining us, this is my sister. Why do you hate me so much? I am your host, the rose that grew from the concrete, Shabella, with my guest tonight, Willette Hurst, author and international motivational speaker. Well, well, we had got into that. We talked about uh, Don't Kill Your Vision for Another Man's Baby. So let's talk about your last book. The last book is um, is Do It Now, uh, Do Tomorrow, it now. Is Tomorrow Is Not Promised. And that actually just came out like um, a couple of months ago. And it was actually based off of where we're at right now in the middle of the pandemic. Okay. Because being in the middle of p pandemic is like people have worked their whole life and they can't depend on anything right now. In the middle of the pandemic, they can't depend on their jobs. They can't depend on the government. They can't depend on you had to reevaluate yourself. 2020 has been perfect vision to look at your life. And most people have seen it as a stop sign in their life. Like, where do I go from here? But actually, it's actually been where we've been slowed down. So it's actually been a speed bump and not a stop sign. Right. And so okay. that's what the book is. Because tomorrow's not promised. Like, mm -hmm. like before we used to be able to work and then retire and you had everything planned out. If you went to college, it happened like this. It's not like that anymore. So whatever it's you have to give birth to, you have to give birth to it now because it's not part promise tomorrow. The right. wealthiest, the wealthiest property in the world, Mons Monroe says, is the graveyard because people take their dreams, vision, ideas with them. So tomorrow yeah. is not promised. And that's what the book is about. And that is that is true. Tomorrow is not promised. Um, and just to, um, I never really knew about, you know, I know that procrastination is, is not good, um, you know, to be content in a certain place for a long period of time is not good. Um, 
And that book that uh, I read, Battlefield of the Mind, gave me more in depth about how important it is to do it. You know, like why put, you know, the old saying is, why put off tomorrow what you can do today? Mm -hmm. Because we, we're not promised tomorrow. And if, mm -hmm. if you get, yeah, so it's like, you have to know that you gotta, you know, when things are given to you or you have an idea or just to take care of a certain type of business, it's best to just go ahead and do it because uh, the book Battlefield of the Mind talks about how all those are spirits or mm -hmm. bad spirits, you know, the procrastination, the laziness, you know, uh, complacent, you know, things like that. So that's another good book too. So you can't, you guys can't find her books on Amazon. Um, again, her, the titles of her books is, uh, how to stay on the journey, regardless of the rage. Don't kill your vision for another man's baby. Do it now. Tomorrow is not promised. And all of these are books by Willette Hurst and you can't find them on Amazon. So Willette, why don't you tell us a little, little bit about what, uh, what was your drive and your motivation to become an author? I was tired of being sick and tired. I was tired of being, I was tired of being sick and tired. And I wanted to share all the, the journey that I have went through. I wanted to be able mm -hmm. to share my testimony. So others can, I wanted to be real and authentic so others can be healed. A lot right. of times people want, when you go through dramatic stuff, people want to hold on to it because they think they're going to get judged. But the reason why he brought you through it, because you're going to minister to somebody. You're going to speak to somebody. What he brought you through, you can reach that person that somebody else couldn't reach. Just like your audience is one type of person. Your audience is somebody, one, is somebody over here. My audience is over here because that's what I've been delivered from. That's where I've been brought through. Right. Right. They, because like if if I had not been through something that you've been through. And this person comes in contact with me. I try to lift them up or motivate them or empower them. And all they hear is wah, wah, wah. Because they like, she, she can't relate to me. That's why he right. gives each one of us a certain audience that we're supposed to meet. We're supposed That's to true. empower, not even motivate, but empower them to make decisions for their life. Okay. Yeah, that's... Um you got sick and tired of me and sick and tired. Okay, now. <laughs> yeah, um, I guess uh, um, a lot of us are like within our own rights and author, uh, especially if you're that type of person that you write down things a lot. You know, you write when you in an emotional state, you write. Um, you know, when things come to your mind, you write. You know, you're constantly when you're reading something and you're getting something out of it and you're right because you want to come back to it because um, I, that's why, yeah, that right there, some people just get published, but then some people like me that's got paper everywhere because <laughs> I'm constantly writing stuff. I'm constantly writing things down. I did start uh, writing a book before uh, and it's still out, you know, it's still, it's, it's, it's not too late. Yeah, it's not it's too not late. Too so late. I'm just saying, you know, uh, I thought I was getting ready to get it published. It was called The Burn of My Flesh. I thought I was getting ready to get it published, but um, not right now. You know, God has every uh, a season for everything. But um, if someone comes to you and they want to be an author, uh, what what would you tell them? You know, what 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 kind of encouragement or inspiration you would give them? One, I want to ask them, what's their because? 
What's there because why do you want to be an author? Do you want to be an author just to say you want to be an author? Or do you want to be an author because you want to impact people? Do you have a story? Because even though you got a lot of papers, like if you came to me, I'm going to use you as an example. If you came to me, and a lot of times you may say, I the maybe I don't need to write a book or this and that. Because I know a little bit of your story, I know your story would unlock somebody else's prison. Hmm. Amen. So I know I would say, how would if if somebody heard your story, wouldn't you think that that, that person would come out that door, out that cell block? Right. Right. That's because true. At, what they would hear is in that story. Because I know you, what they'll hear in your story is not no fluff in that story. It's no. not, and you wouldn't be writing the story just to be doing something. You would be writing the story because you have a story to tell. And your story will open somebody's prison. Your story, the person will read your story and say, if she can make it through, then I can make it through. Right. If he did it for her, he's no respect of a person. He can do it for me. Right. And And because a lot of times because you're sharing your story, because you're being transparent, you're being real so other people can heal. At least if they're in that situation that he delivered you from, at least if they're reading it, they're like they they're not going to be afraid to tell somebody. Because when you when you're in the picture, when you're in the frame, you can't see the picture. So when Mm -hmm. you're in it, when I was in the domestic violence for 20 years, I don't want to share with how my mind was thinking. You know, like, oh, if I would act a certain way, maybe he wouldn't have did what he did. Or maybe I need to step up and do different. Then if you have somebody, if they had a book or something, they say, oh, wow, that that's some that's some mental issues or that's some self-esteem issues that I'm dealing with. Oh, so I can get past that. Does that make sense? It makes sense. It does. It makes sense. It really does. Okay, so with that being okay, so when when did you write your first book? Because I know that you're an international speaker. So uh, were you speaking before you started writing your books? Yes, yeah, I actually, yes, yes. I did okay. a lot of speaking. I've been in ministry for a, a long time. Um, I So while I was going through, going through eviction, going through um, uh, bankruptcy, while I was going through on one end, I was ministering and speaking and everything else on the other end because stuff, it grows up. Blessings go up and trials and tribulations go up hand in hand. They're twins. And so, yeah, I was speaking before I decided to finally write the book. I was also let um, being a biggest cheerleader for everybody else. Yeah, that was me. So the book, the book was that first book is a very small book. But it was a book that freed me. It was a book that I, that was my little baby. Only weighed like two pounds. You may say two pounds because she's only 24 pages. <laughs> okay. About two pounds. But when I tell you when that book was finished, when that book was finished, I felt the chains fall off of me being a follower. I was so many followers that I would lay out the red carpet for people to use me because I didn't know who I was or what I carried. So the thing of what I learned was, is that when you, when you, you treat people, I know you heard this many a times, you treat people how to treat you yeah. because we roll out the red carpet because we act like their life is better than us. No, baby, that ain't how it go. 
So when mm -hmm. you find yourself in that situation, when you find yourself when that deadbeat Bob, when you know he shouldn't even be able to look at you, no longer be with you. Right. When you find yourself in that situation, you take them back to school and teach them how to treat you. You have to. Because you, you got the to. power. Because they don't yes. have the power. We have the power right. to teach them back. I was mm -hmm. gone um, and I had to go away from everything I knew. I was in the South for three years. Mind mm -hmm. you, I'm from Cali. I had no clue about the South whatsoever. Ain't never made greens a day in my life. <laughs> and I'm out in the set and you talking about girl, baby. But when I went on that journey and I said, I came back to California after three years. I said, well, that was coming back, right? I was coming back home. That wasn't true because I did the work when I was gone. Right. So the same would let that left wasn't the same would let that came back. No, sir. I said, the Willette that you knew, she's dead. She had a service. It was beautiful. You should have attended. Right. I think I remember you posted something <laughs> like that before. I think I do. If you've been going, if you've been going the wrong way, like you going down, you going down the street, right? You trying to get somewhere. You going down the street and you're on the GPS. You're like, man, what the heck? I'm going the wrong way. Yep. You going to keep going the wrong way? Or you going to make that U-turn? You going to have to make that U-turn. That's what we have to do in life. When we find out we yeah, with that true. wrong mate, when we find out we on that wrong career, when mm -hmm. we find out that we 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 getting pimped by our anointing because everybody else is using our anointing for the, the stuff that we went through, mm -hmm. you got to make that U-turn. Okay. And that's the same thing in life. I don't care where you at in life, how long, how old you are, whatever the situation is, it's never too late to make that U-turn. That is true. You may get a ticket if you do it in the wrong street, but take that take that hit for your life. Ooh, I like it. I like it. I like it. I love it. Okay, so we're going to stop right there and take another break. But when we come back, we're about to really pick the meat off the bone. We're going to get into uh, my sister, uh, the meaning of it for those who might be watching for the first time tonight to have an explanation of what the title of the show is about. And, um, and we're about to dig deep into us as women, as black women, as sisters, and why we have such a hard time throughout generation, generation and generation of not being able to love one another, to support one another, to be there for one another. And I guess you can also call that a generation of curse, but we'll be right back. Y'all stay tuned. Hey, it's your girl, Lisa Denae, and I want to tell you about my new book of the month, When the Pieces Begin to Fit by Nikki L. Jones. Have you ever felt discouraged, depressed, struggling to find your purpose? This book will help you make sense of it all and inspire you to keep moving forward. Nikki uses her own personal journey to illustrate that you are more than your situation and you can overcome. Get your copy of When the Pieces Begin to Fit by Nikki L. Jones, available now on Amazon. Be sure to leave a review and tell her Stunner Radio sent you. Okay, okay. Thank you guys for tuning back in with us. This is my sister. Why do you hate me so much? I am your host, the rose that grew from the concrete, Shabella. My guest on with me tonight is Willette Hurst, author and international motivational speaker and life coach. And we are really getting into it tonight. You know, I've been knowing Willette for a long time. We started, I think, yeah, my when I started out on my journey uh, back, I think it was 2015. 
2015, 2016. It's been a while. Uh, and I met her and it's just amazing. Like we, we continue to stay in touch. We, we stayed Facebook, uh, social media, um, um, family. Cause I'm not going to say free. I'm going to say family because she has definitely been a huge supporter of me through all of these years. Uh, even when we met, you know, I was kind of having some stumbling blocks and some of these issues with, some of the other women that was in the group that we were in. Uh, so which I found not only just within these last five years of plus size modeling and being a radio personality and, um, you know, being a part of a record label and all this stuff, even growing up, I found myself being bullied by family, women in my family, uh, women growing up within school and stuff and never really quite and understood why us as black women hated each other so much. So one, you know, it just kind of came to me one day, like, I want to do a show. My sister, why do you hate me so much? Because nine times out of 10, you probably don't even really know me. And I tell people all the time that just because you grew up with me, don't mean you know me. Just because you might've been my neighbor, you don't know me. You went to school with me. You don't know me. You have not seen me in over 10 years. You don't know me. You know of me, but you don't know me because people change, especially throughout the years. People change, whether it be bad or good, people change. But as black, as the older I got, and I was talking about this on last Saturday, the older I got, I didn't want to live that have with the demeanor of, I don't fool with black women. I don't have nothing to do with black women. I, I ain't never been able to get along with them. I, don't, I always hang out with my brothers and my homeboys and I don't do, you know, I just can't trust women like that. I just don't. And as a the older I older that I'm getting, I realize I do. I don't hate black women and I do want to be able to form relationships with other black women, you know, because we are some powerful beings. And, you know, and I say it over and over, they say it's hard for a black man in this world, but it's just as hard for a black woman in this world, especially when you're a black woman trying to just be strong, you know, live by your strength, you know, and you trying to boss up and be an entrepreneur and do things on your own because you don't want to depend on anyone else, especially a man, because a lot of times when a woman depends on a man, it comes with a price. And so that's why I wanted to, you know, so my sister's basically, like I said, an irony, the opposite of, and using that word, hey, use, let's use it as love. Like my sister, you know, why do you hate me so much? Why not love me? Just as, put that energy, that energy that you take into hate the next black woman, change it around and make it into some love. Put that same energy into loving her because you sitting back and you watching this sister over here. She, you know, she's a, a CEO, CFO. You know, she's a founder, owner of her own brand. She got her own business. She's doing her own thing. And the first thing you want to say is, I don't like her. She thinks she all that because of this and all that. And you don't and you don't even personally know this person. Or you might know, know knew of this person or you might know this person. But do you know this person now? You know, don't just you know, make a judgment on the next woman by the things that you're on the, because you're on the outside looking in. I have had women come up to me and say, you know, I didn't like you when I first met you, but you're a really cool person. Or I didn't like you because so-and-so and so-and-so said this about you. And they made, and it made me feel like you were that type of person. But once I got to know, know you, you are really, really a cool person. 
you you know you and so they changed their demeanor and I've actually become friends with women who couldn't stand me when I was younger and we're really like now we're like a, like we're really good friends we talk all the time my sister this and it's such a better relationship so with all of that being said my question to you will let is in the midst of all of this I know that you have experienced this because there's not one black woman walking this earth that said that she have not experienced this type of reaction from another black woman. So what have been your moment, negative and positive, with having to deal with another sister? Because uh, um, I've had a lot of experience with that. And like you said, rejection from family members. Um, rejection from best friends and the cold part about it is that even even in your wedding party the people in your wedding party ain't happy that you're getting wet getting married yes and, and it goes back and then people don't understand this it goes back to slavery when we were competitive against each other so right. you have that crab crab in the bucket mentality yeah so if i so when you're trying to crack when you can visualize a crab trying to get out the bucket and the other people, and you trying to, because you're an entrepreneur, you're a host, you're a full figure model. You're trying to get out that bucket. You see yourself getting out that bucket, right? But right. then the crabs are not doing anything because maybe they have some wounds that they haven't dealt with. And they're down right. here. They're, so they're going to try to keep you and pull you back down. What happens is with our sisters is a lot of times when they don't like you, because if you walk in your boldness, because one, you probably dealt with your wounds and you didn't just keep exactly. putting a bandaid over them. Exactly. Two, when you're hanging around with guys and your guys love you because that, you yeah. walk in so much authenticness. Right. And so they don't understand that they're thinking like, oh, she want my man. She want yes. this and that. No, boo. Yes. Why? No. I want your leftovers. It and, and, and honestly, yeah, I might know you, you more about yours than you do. Yeah, <laughs> that part. So it's like, I don't have to come behind you, but because of our mental stuff that's going on, because of we don't love ourselves, because we don't know who we are, if we knew who we are, we would be able to encourage the other sister. Right. It's time for us to encourage each other and lift each other up because, and you said, have I experienced that? Yeah. Because the, the people judge me for a certain way that I look or something. Because I laugh all the time. I smile all the time. Mm -hmm. I could have been just lost every dang thing I had. But I Damn. still have the joy of the Lord. Damn. Because I can walk in a room and I don't care if you think what I have on, how you feel about me is none of my business. But that's mm -hmm. a different woman from a woman that was broken that used to look at the ground. So if I fought for me to get to where I'm at, I'm going to walk in that power. Right. Am I going That's to mess true. with you? Am I going to try to cut you down? No. Why? You cutting you down is not going to make me better. It's not. You never cutting look down, good trying to make somebody else look bad. Yeah, but it's time for us to stand up as women, as black women. I don't care if you're dark-skinned. I don't care if you're vanilla. I don't care if you're caramel. I don't care what color you are. It's like if I see you going through something, and even if you post something on Facebook, you probably see, I'll, I'll send you a, a message on the back thing and say, yes. like, what's going on? You going through something. Let me encourage you and edify you. I'm not even going to do it in front of nobody. Ain't nobody yeah. even going to know that I did it because right. I want to see you win. 
And that's what we need to do with each other. I want, when, when people read my book, I, you said, why do I write the book? When you read the book, I don't want to read the book because it's just what let hurts. Yes. I want you to read the book because you got whatever you went, when you picked up that book, whatever you wanted to get out that book, that's what I want you to get. Because I want you to win. It ain't about okay. me. It's about you getting to, to your destination. It's, it's about you crossing that finish line. We it, even if you fail while we trying to get across that finish line, I'm gonna go back and make that U turn to go pick a sister up. Yes, that I love that, and you you know when you was talking about um the um the part when you saying that we walk in our boldness, and that was the thing that. I walked in my boldness and people used to always say, you know, you say things that most people wouldn't say. You say things like without thinking about it first. And it's not that I didn't think about it first. It's just, I rather, my thing have always been, I rather for you to love me, to hate me for the truth than mm -hmm. to love me for some lies. Cause right. I'm not going to lie to you. And that's why right. I was like a lot of people, I might not agree with certain things you do. I might not agree with your lifestyle and I'm not, I'm never going to speak on it. But if you come and you ask me, <laughs> I gotta be who I am and I'm right. going to have to speak the truth about it. And, you know, and I try not to, you know, certain conversations and certain subjects, I try not to touch. Uh, Cause I feel like, uh, if I've never been in it, I can't give you anything about it. You know what I'm saying? Right. I can all, you know, I can only say, you know, uh, well, you know, I, I can pray with you. You know what I'm saying? I, uh, mm -hmm. If it was me, I might, but you never know until you in that situation. Exactly. And that's why. Yeah. So it's like, even when around this time last year, to be exact, uh, maybe, yeah, to be exact, I think it was like on the 26th, 27th of November of last year, when I had the experience of going out one night and not paying attention to my surrounding, uh, on my cell phone driving, not paying attention that I was being followed. And so, you know, in that, when I had got on a live and very emotionally broken down, I gave my that. story of the experience that I had just had about the black, the uh, black suburban falling in behind me, uh, kept following me, kept trying to make me pull over. Then another one came out of the, off a of side street and they both was on me. And I never said, I don't know if it was the sex trafficking or the human trafficking or whatever, or they were trying to kidnap me or just trying to rob me. I just know as a woman being by herself, that was the most horrific experience I've ever had. But there was women that was getting on the post or inboxing other people saying, I think she lying. I think she lied about that. Do you think she telling the truth or do she want it for attention? I can tell you now as Sha Bella Rose and before I became Sha Bella Rose, I've never had to, I've never been thirsty for attention because I've never not got attention. And I tell people all the time when I walk out my front door from the time I walk back in my front door, I get attention. So I'm never thirsty for attention, but as a black woman, my sisters, why would you do that to me? And then I would see them like when other women would get on and tell about things that they going through. And then you get on their posts with the negative connotations and all that stuff. Like, no, you know, we need to uplift each other. He says that we're here to be helpers one to another, you know, ain't nothing and nobody can relate to a woman, but another woman. Right. 
And that's why I was like, I was, yeah, because I'm, I mean, I remember I had an argument with a man that he was trying to tell me about the monthly process that we go through as a woman. (laughs) You cannot do that. I'm not, no, you can't tell me what I'm supposed to be experienced or what I should do because you're not a woman and you don't know what we go through every month when we go through that. And so, yeah, but I really do like, um, like when you said that, because I had humbled myself down so much because I had got into a church that made me feel like being bold like that uh, wasn't the thing to do. Um, And you found out you was wrong, huh? Yes. And then, so I humbled, (laughs) I'm not going to even say, so I I humbled myself. Well, I'm not even going to say it was humble. So I changed who I was. Uh, I've always been a type of person that's been happy-go-lucky. I love to smile. I love to laugh and have fun. Uh, uh, I'm telling you, my husband, I would be talking about, you so goofy, you so goofy. I'm beginning to believe you're a little touch for real because, but he's such a (laughs) serious man. I keep him laughing. And he said, you know, he's like, this is something I got to get used to it because I'm so serious all the time, but I can just blurt out something and he'll just laugh. And that's just me. I make people feel good. My energy, when I come into a room, my energy fills that room, you know, and people always tell me, they tell me, oh, I just like being around you. You're so fun. You know, uh, it's just something about you. Uh, even when I get on public transportation, the uh, the train or the bus, and str- strangers would just come up and just start talking, you know, and start telling me their business or just laughing. And so, Girl, you sound like I, my twin. You huh? sound like my twin. I used okay. to say, um, do it say talk to me on my forehead? Because I yeah. was like, people come. People tell you your life story. You go to the restaurants. They tell you everything. And, and people that you with, they like, do you know them? No. Yes, but you know that. that but that's because, and, and, and you know, and, and then listening to that, because that I'm telling you, we twins. But listening mm-hmm. to that, the cold part, you know what the, the best part of this is? Because of the stuff that you've been through, you could have been the meanest person ever in the world, but I, you the brightest I light in the but. But you the brightest light yes. in the room. Yes. Cause I mean, um, I mean, I, I should be like yeah, even like people I, who have wronged me, even exes who have like yeah, talk about why do you even still talk to them? Why do you even yep. still be friends with them? I was like, I don't know, ask God, because sometimes I'll be asking myself that. Why do I still talk to him? But I know that he told me, he said, I know that he told me that I I chose you to be different. Yeah. I know that he told me that. I know that he told me you've been picked out to be picked on. You, you know, chosen. I through all of that. Yes, chosen. Yeah. And so I had to, once I started learning these things about when I took my spiritual walk, when I got out of that, when I got out of being a religious fool. Girl, we got to have some church walk. up in here. <laughs> yeah, we got to have some church up in walk. here. Yeah. And I learned a lot of things in a lot, you know, and sometimes we get caught up in some of the teaching that was traditionally taught. And those things like there's generation of generation of generation of things, just it falls down like the, it, it begets is the word that's used right. in, the, in the Bible text that ignorance begets ignorance. And so when you're taught something that they were taught and they were taught and they were taught and then you the want to believe that, curse. Yes. And then you'd be stuck in, in a miserable life. Of, mm-hmm. And, you know, I had I told a girl the other day when she told me, she said, um, 
I'm so happy for you being that you finally found your God sent a man that prayed with you and all that stuff. She said, I, I'm, I'm still waiting on God to send me mine. I said, girl, I, I, I can't really agree with you on that one. I said, because I can't, you know, I, when some of us, you have to self-evaluate yourself first. You got to really make sure that you're in that place. Cause there was a lot of things about me that I had to change that I kept mm. thinking it just ain't no good men out here. The men ain't, you know, but it wasn't that it was me. It was my mentality. It was the, my stinky thinking, you know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. It was still things I were holding on in the past, still communicating with my exes every day. You know, it was a lot of things about me. I had to get rid of in order for God to open up that door for me and to go back when you was talking about that uh, road travel. I like when you said that and when you're talking about making that U-turn in life because a lot I was engaged to a person, but I didn't marry him um, because one one morning I got up early because I get up and I go on 536, 630 o'clock in the morning rides. And I was just talking on that ride. I was like, OK, uh, God had changed the course and. The radio wouldn't work. I had left my phone at home, so I couldn't listen to music. And I felt like, okay, he want me to talk to him. Mm. But in that talking, he let me know. You know, I was just asking for direction, and he let me know. He was like, um, it got quiet. And then all of a sudden, just within myself, I started, um, these thoughts started coming to my head about, you know, just like you driving this car, it's the same way you got to drive your life. Mm -hmm. This car will go by itself. But it can't reach a destination without being guided. Mm -hmm. So even a perfect aligned car will rear off the path from time to time because there's so many curves. Right. And, yeah, so many curves and turns mm -hmm. and you know the potholes and all this stuff in the road. But as long as long as you what you have to know is that when you rear off that path, you have the power to put to yourself get back, back on the right, on the right path. path. And he mm -hmm. gave me that. And I'm telling you, it was just mm -hmm. on from there. I'm like, OK. And I was just so excited. I'm like, God, this you, this you, this you talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it was it was a, it was. He, yeah, did, so we, he did that to me. He did that to me one time. I was going to a ministry before and it was like he was like, um, and you know how you have the GPS and you're trying to find mm -hmm. where you're going, whatever. He was like, you'll you'll listen to the little woman in the box about your life, but you don't listen to me where I'm directing. Right. That it's the same right. thing. Yes. Yes. It's the okay, same well, thing. It is. It is. So we're going to cut. We're going to uh, we're going to uh, break right here and we'll be right back. Y'all to me. Ladies, are you tired of cramps, yeast infections, hot flashes, or painful sex? V-steaming can help. Detox your vagina, sis, with phenomenal ladies V-steam. Vaginal detox has many great benefits, increases fertility, enhances your sex life, reduces stress, and restores your pH balance. Call Phenomenal Ladies V-steam at 832-553-2100. Renew and revitalize your vaginal area and awaken your inner goddess. Book your appointment today at 832-553-2100 and tell them Stunner Radio sent you. Yes, and we're back and we thank you for tuning in on tonight. For all everybody who's watching in on tonight, we thank you. Um, if you're just now tuning in, this is my sister. Why do you hate me so much? I am the host, Shabella. I have my guest tonight, Willette Hurst, who is an author of three books. 
and an international motivational speaker and life coach with me on tonight. And we are having a really good time. We getting deep. Like I said, we were picking the meat off the bone. We really was. But um, question that I wanted to ask you, another question I wanted to ask you is that um, what, what would be the thing that if a sister, if another sister come to you and she wants you to help her, she want you know, help her. Like, how do I, uh, and we talked a little bit on it, but how do I become a, a motivational speaker? Uh, how do I become a life coach or how do I become an author? Uh, what direction would you send her? I would say, look at all the stuff that you ever been through life and, and see God to ask him, why did he create you? Ask God, what did he impregnate you with? All this stuff, look at the stuff that he's brought you through and see mm -hmm. how you can impact people. Mm -hmm. uh, do, are you afraid to talk? Are you afraid to talk to people? Do you are do you does your words carry weight? You have to evaluate yourself not to just be doing something because you don't want to do it. And you're still like you said before with a relationship, you had to change some stuff first. You can't do you can't do other stuff to try to motivate and empower other people when you're still broken yourself. That's true. So that you have true. to evaluate yourself because what happens, wounded people hurt people and broke people break people. Yes. And it'll be like two people cutting people with cutting each other that with glass. True. And that's something that we need to understand that two broken people cannot. Uh, mm -hmm. They can't be together. Mm hmm. Because I mean, two broken people, you constantly you have to have someone who have had healed in their life and mm -hmm. to to know how to deal with a person that's broken. Because when you're Ooh. broken and they're broken, it's a constant clash. It's gonna be a constant clash because you're so guarded when you're a broken person. You're so they guarded are. or either you're and you're so sensitive when you're a broken person. Ooh. Girl, and you so, gonna preach. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so a broken person can't be with a broken person. So that's why I'm telling. But me as I, I want to encourage my sisters. And that's what the show is for. Mm -hmm. You know, that don't just sit back and look at what what I'm doing or what we're led doing or what this woman, this this uh CEO over here doing this CFO over here doing this, this, this woman who making six figures a year. Uh, don't just sit and look and pass judgment because you never know that person's story or what Ooh. that person has to come through. And that's, I tell the people the story of the rose being uh, one of the hardest, the, one of the flowers that has the hardest growth cycle because it has to come up through the thorns and the thistles. Through the door, uh -huh. And so, and then like, even with me saying uh, the rose that grew through the concrete, and that's something that I took from being country raised because, you know, that was one method that they would use to kill rose bushes because they are the hardest to get mm -hmm. rid of, the hardest to kill. They'll keep coming up and keep, no matter how many times you cut it down, it's going to keep growing and keep growing. So they yes. poke concrete over yes. it to keep it from growing. But somehow, some way, somehow. that one rose finds its way through that crack and it grows through that crack. And so... As sisters, I feel like we unite. We can we can do way more. Um, I, it's a it's a scripture that that's on me. I can't really get it, but it says if one can put is it that if one can put a thousand 
If one can mm-hmm. put 10,000 on a flight, well, imagine what two or three can do or something like that. I haven't read that in a while, so I got the numbers mixed up. But y'all know what I'm saying. People who yeah. done read the Bible, they know what I'm saying. But yeah, with that, uh, yeah, I just want to be encouraging. Like, I get women in my inbox 24-7 asking me how to do this and how to do that. And and I'd be more than open to try to give them that direction because I want the next woman to do that for me because I'm not where I want to be yet. So I, I look up, yeah, and so I look at other women who are way more successful than I am, and I'm reaching out to these women, but you have to change your circles. That was oh. something else I had to learn. You have to change the circle, you have to change the people that, that you're around, and only and, and, and please know your family will be the hardest people to gain as a supporter or Ooh. a fan. So that, you have that, to learn to get away from that too. You and, gotta get out yeah, your comfort so. zone. You exactly. gotta get out your comfort yeah. zone. A lot of people yeah. want to stay in their comfort zone. They want to stay in their neighborhoods. Nothing grow in your comfort zone. Something right. that's not growing is dying. Right. You, exactly. You want to get. You want to. And then what you're. What you're. I just want to piggyback on the stuff that you said. Was when you when another woman come to you, they can't be you. There's only one you. They can't be me. They have to be yeah. them. Them. They that's have to be them. You just like we we talking about roads. The only way that person's gonna get where God wants them to get if they stay on that road. If they keep their mm-hmm. eye ahead of where they're supposed yep. to be going, they can't look to the woman to the left. They can't mm-hmm. look to the woman to the right. You can't compare yourself. God you only can. makes originals, and He don't make jump. Exactly. So He made that person the way you. they they are supposed to be. Right. And when we compare ourselves, we look on them fantasy stuff on Facebook. You do all that stuff. Then you take away from the person that you truly are. Just like when you right. said you were at another church and they try to get you to water down who you are and your boldness. Mm-hmm. Your boldness is people have confidence. You have your God confident. You're not confident within yourself. You're confident in what he put in you. The stuff right. that he put in you, you are confident because you did the work. You didn't punk out on the mission. So mm-hmm. you got to take that credit. He brought you through too much for you to play small. You right. got to play ginormous because the stuff that the word of God said, much is given, much is the much, much is required, much, much is given. Is, I'm yeah, messing it up and I don't know why, but you yeah. know what I'm saying? You have, exactly. you have been through too much. He had delivered you too much. He brought you through too much for you to play mm-hmm. small. So when people try to water you down, that's because they're threatened by your boldness. They're yes. threatened by your authentic self because that's most people hard. are afraid of their own shadow. That's true. That is so true. That is so true. Well, I have really, really enjoyed you on tonight. Our time had, is up. It went by so fast. I can't remember <laughs> the clock. I was like, oh my goodness, the time is going by so fast because we could go on and on and on, especially us two. You know, uh, I tell, like I, I'm so grateful and thankful to have a man in my life finally that I can get down and dirty in the spiritual way. You know, Woo. that he listens to me when I talk about my spiritual experiences with God and my journey with God. And he listens. And I mean, and it's like it, it, it's good when you can get with somebody like mm-hmm. you on tonight. And and then the ladies that have been on past shows when they can relate to you in the spirit. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, that just makes it awesome. But go ahead and tell everybody where they can uh, find you all your social media handle and where they can find your books and stuff again. And again, uh, she is an, uh, a, a three, I want to say three time author, 
But I guess <laughs> uh, three books, Do It Now, Tomorrow It's Not Promised, How to Stay on the Journey Regardless of the Rage, and you, uh, Don't Kill Your Vision for Another Man's Baby. <laughs> Go ahead with that. So after this phone call, we're going to do stuff different. So each woman that hears our voice, the next time she has a chance to help another sister out, help that sister out. Because when you help somebody else, you get outside yourself. You can right. find me on Facebook. It's Willette, W-I-L-L-E-T-T-E, M. Hurst. You can also find me. My website is still under construction. It's driven, the number two, empower, the letter U, dot org. And right. um and reach out to me. Um, and the books also, all three of them are on Amazon.com. And it was my honor to be on your show today. I was so excited about this I because I knew God was going to do some stuff. I feel a conference coming on. My sister. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> I, no, no, I know. Look, don't, you ain't said nothing but a word. <laughs> I do. I know. I know. Look. Well. Uh, why don't you go ahead and briefly give them some, uh, you've already been doing it all night, but <laughs> I'd like to close out, out with just giving a brief, inspirational, motivational uh, word for okay. the next sister. So what I want to tell you is whatever woman that you see in that mirror, when you look at yourself in that mirror, I want you to embrace every part of yourself, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I want you to forgive everybody has ever hurt you. And I know it's hard to say that. Yeah. And I want you to forgive yourself for the part that you played in it. So you can get out of that, pri that prison that you in and walk in and be that, that woman that God has called you to be. 2020 yeah. was perfect vision. It showed us what we are, who we are, who we have in our life. And then now it's time to tweak whoever you want to be. Right. There you go. And you heard that straight from Willette Hurst. And you heard it here first. <laughs> well, guys, it's our, our time is up for tonight. Uh, I want to thank everyone for tuning in on tonight. Again, my name is Shabella Rose. You can find me on Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube under Shabella <laughs> Rose, Shabella underscore Rose. You can find me on Facebook, Shabella Rose, the plus size model. You can also uh, find me and follow me on uh, Straight From The Hip. My sister uh, runs live on that page as well as Stunner Radio, which is we, you're tuning into tonight and I thank you all and I just like to say what I always say if you just trust and believe in God and have faith you can be anybody you can go anywhere and you can do anything because only through and with God all things is possible you just Ooh. have to believe and y'all have a good night